the biggest reasons that we have success with our storytelling is, is understanding context. So when we work with a client, we don't change their story, we don't change their message, but we change the way we contextually wrap it so the most amount of people can really engage with it and hear it. Uh, so what does that look like? Uh, well, first you've got to understand that people perceive the world in different ways. So there's a certain uh, percentage of the population that perceives the world through thoughts and logic. So it's all about, does this make sense to me? They want to see data, they want to see facts. Then there's the biggest percentage of the population perceives the world through feelings and emotions. I think it's about 30% of the North American population. So to them, it's not about data and facts, it's how is this gonna make me feel? Hello and welcome to the EverCoach podcast, the online destination for a coach that wants to create a positive impact in the world and make good money along the way. I'm your host, Ajit Nawalka, and every week I'll bring you the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves. And my guest today is somebody who has helped all the way from celebrities, TV artists, songwriters, singers, to transformational teachers and educators and companies. And he has done that by taking somebody's message, finding a way to create what he calls a hook point, and then take that hook point to translate into day-to-day messaging that would truly create an outstanding result, an outstanding message, and a consistent message that can create outstanding results for that individual. What we are gonna discuss today is how to create that hook point, how to really bring it all together, how to deploy that out in the world, and what are some of the benefits you can enjoy if you did that consistently in your business. My guest today is the author of One Million Followers and his new book, Hook Point. His name is Brendan King. I absolutely love this guy. His mind is a genius mind that looks at the same thing that we see every single day. And we're going to talk about that in this episode, by the way. He looks at the same things that we see every day and then finds a way to connect it and create it in a way that you are attracted towards and you want to see more and more of that. And that is what Brendan's going to show us today. One of the key things that I've learned in my business in Evercoach or our coaching consulting companies is that if you can master messaging, if you can consistently work on your messaging, your way of approaching the world, your way of communicating your power back in the world, you can create a truly successful enterprise. I'm fortunate that I I learned that early on in my career that it's all about finding great stories, great hook points, great product market matches, is what creates really successful companies. We were able to do that for many companies at this point. We've done that for many companies at this point. And so bringing Brendan on and sharing this insight that he uses to get attention, to stand out in the three-second world is powerful stuff for me. I'm grateful that Brendan's taking the time and showing you exactly the five steps he uses to create hook points, the most common mistakes you can make while designing your hook point and while going out in the world despite the platform that you use. So so don't worry about, oh, this is for social media or this is for email marketing campaigns or it is for your sales pitches and offers. It's for everything. Hookpoint works 
despite the kind of platform that you use to be able to get somebody's attention and be able to speak with them in a way that really keeps them engaged in a conversation with you. So without further ado, let me invite Brendan Kane. Hey, Brendan, so good to see you, man. It's awesome to see you. It's a true pleasure to connect in these strange times we find ourselves in. Yeah, it's been, it's been, we live in the same city and I think we haven't seen each other for almost eight months or something. At this yeah. Time. yeah, it's been a minute. And um, I was so, so excited because during this time, you came out with this gorgeous book called Hook Point. Uh, and I am super excited, super excited to talk about it today. But before we get to the book, just for the sake of our listeners, would you give a quick introduction to it? Uh, who's Brendan Kane? What is he doing? And why is Hook Point so important? Yeah, so it, it, it does, my background kind of dovetails nicely into the concept of what a hook point is, but I've been in the digital technology and social area for about 15 years. And the way that I got into this space is I went to film school because I wanted to learn the business side of film. I wanted to produce movies. And as soon as I showed up, I quickly realized they don't teach you anything about business in film school. So I figured the best way to really learn about business is to start your own. Uh, so when I was going to college, the most cost-efficient way, and it still holds true today, is to start online businesses. So I just created them just to learn and experiment. It wasn't really about making money or getting rich or anything like that. And then when I moved to LA to pursue a career in film in 2005, I showed up and I wanted to produce movies. And I realized quickly that there was tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of aspiring producers moving to LA every year. So I had to find a way to stand out because I realized I, you know, I started off like everybody else making coffee and making copies. But, you know, when I said I wanted to be a producer, everybody kind of rolled their eyes because I was just one of many other people. So I had to take a step back and really analyze, well, how can I provide unique value? How can I stand out? And I just listened intently and I listened to conversations that were happening with studio executives, directors, actors, producers, and there was a reoccurring theme that once a movie was done, there was all this anxiety of how do we make sure that people show up because they invest tens of millions of dollars, in some cases hundreds of millions of dollars to produce this, this content. And then I just started hearing people talk about, well, what about MySpace? What about YouTube? What about social media? What about digital? Can we use these things? Because it was so early. So I just realized that that was my way in to provide unique value. And I basically used the hook that I started these internet companies while I was going to college to get invited to meetings. And eventually I went, I think it was less than a year, I went from making copies and coffee to starting the first digital division for this movie studio. And then doing that for a few years, working in the studio system, I just realized I wasn't cut out for that corporate nature because people think it's super sexy and creative, but it's just another corporation at the end of the day. Uh, so that's when I left and I decided to pursue a career as an entrepreneur. And that forced me to get good at hooks again, because I started building technology, com uh, technology platforms and licensing them back to big media companies like MTV, Viacom, Vice, Yahoo, Paramount. And it was really the MTV partnerships that opened up the doors to work with like Taylor Swift and other major celebrities and building their technology platform. So again, I was forced into this world of having to create cook, hooks and stand out with these major media juggernauts when I was just a young kid, just creating these technology platforms on my own. 
Wow, that's amazing. So you started in the in the industry where everybody is wanting attention and needs to attention because everybody is wanting to get attention, is trained in getting attention, being able to get more eyeballs to look at the stuff that's being produced or being created. So you're, you're coming from an industry where there's very high competition when it comes to finding great hook points. And of course, you stood out, like you said, a lot of the people that you worked with in the past are very, very successful. And that got you interested in the idea of finding hooks and storylines. And I know in recent times, you've helped a lot of my friends to get a lot of attention out in the marketplace. You've helped a lot of our colleagues to be able to get attention in a fairly crowded marketplace like trainings and education and, and, and transformation-based industries as well, which is a lot of our audience. A lot of our listeners today are people who are coaches, trainers, educators. These are people who want to make an impact in the world. So that's also why I was so excited to bring you on. Tell us a little bit more about what does a hook point mean? Yeah, so it, at, at a highest level, a hook point means grabbing attention. So we live, and you pointed it out, is I love crowded markets. I, people get worried about them. People get scared about them. But I love it because that's just what I've done, and it just shows that there's a market. You just got to stand out. You got to find a way to rise above the noise. But on top of that, the other thing that people don't realize is you're no longer just competing against your draft competition. You're competing for attention because we live in a world where there's over 60 billion messages sent out on digital platforms each day. And there's a Forbes article that said the average person is exposed to between 4,000 and 10,000 ads a day. So most likely most people are ignoring 4,000 to 10,000 ads a day. So it just shows you and like, if you open up Instagram right now, you probably see LeBron James or Kevin Hart or The Rock or Netflix, and then your post comes up. So you need to compete against all of these amazing content creators. And it's definitely doable. It may sound daunting, but you've got to realize the world that we live in today, it's just not competing against other coaches, other trainers. You're competing against all this other content. So that's where a hook point comes in. So a hook point has three core pillars to it. So the first core pillar is grabbing that attention. How do we create that pattern interruption when somebody's swiping up in their feed and scrolling past ads or scrolling past other content and get them to stop winning that first three to five seconds? Now, this also applies to email marketing, uh, closing strategic partnerships. Just think about opening your email inbox, how many subject lines you view on a day. My inbox is filled with like a thousand different emails every single day. So this applies to everything, but your job in today's world, first and foremost, is winning that first three to five seconds. Because if you don't win those first three to five seconds, you'll never get to the next part of the conversation. You'll never get to your story. You'll never get to your product. You'll never get to your service. So that first core pillar is to create that pattern interruption. And we can go over examples in a little bit to just get somebody to stop. So that moves to our second core pillar. Now, once you have somebody's attention, how do you retain that attention? And that comes down to the story that you're going to tell them. Because as you've seen with, especially with social media, it's all the algorithms are based on retention. It's like the algorithms are designed to keep people on the platform longer. Thus, they will push content out to more people the longer it holds their attention. So that's the second core pillar. And then the third core pillar of a hook point is, are you doing it in a way that people believe you? Do they trust you? Does it come off authentic? So for a hook point to work, 
you first need to grab their attention because if you don't grab their attention, you'll never get to the story. And once you have their attention, you need to tell a compelling story to maintain that attention. And then finally, you need to do it with trust and credibility. And all three have to play in together because if you don't win the attention, you don't get the story. If your story is sucks, you lose the attention. If people don't believe it, then it doesn't matter how good your hook and story is. Wow. That's, that's great. Just this three-part structure, I think, is a win here. Tell me a little bit towards, Brendan, can you give some examples? Because, and, and if you could keep the example something that's simple, that somebody can see on a day-to-day basis, because sometimes we understand these like conceptually, but it feels a little bit hard to, to see them happening in our lives. And I know you talk about social media. You talk about social media a lot and getting attention on social media. Hookbine talks a lot about that. And I know you've had great success with your previous book, uh, One Million Followers as well, which is very much reliant on hook points as well. Uh, curiously, how does somebody find uh, how to get attention per se in a day-to-day? Like how, let's say if I'm going about my day is a regular thing that I do. How is it that I do something or find an attention grabbing instance in my life that I can tell a story around? Is that even possible? Yeah, definitely. Let's start with where people go wrong, because I think oftentimes we can learn more from where people are failing to grab attention uh, and then uh, and then build upon that. So a few of the biggest mistakes I see people make with developing hook points or grabbing attention Uh, The first is they're trying to do too much. So again, the first three to five seconds, the hook is designed to just get people to stop. And what people tend to do is they try and do too much in that first three to five seconds. They try and express all of their value, their mission statement, their purpose, their why, their product or service, when you've just got to win the first part of the conversation. So you will see people, especially, let's just talk about social media, is uh, on Instagram. What you'll see is like people have the meme cards burned in, which is the headline at the top. Then they'll have the visual, the video, and then they'll have the captions. Now, if you have all three going at the same time in those first three to five seconds, you get completely overwhelmed. Like, where do I focus? What do I do? So for us, sometimes what we'll do is, We'll have that meme card. We won't start the captions until like five seconds in and the, in the, the video will start out a little bit slow. So we have a, a visual hierarchy of where we want people to focus. Uh, in addition to what I just mentioned, there's a lot of information out there about your purpose, your why, your mission, all of that, which is extremely valuable. Don't get me wrong. It's extremely valuable, but that's not where you start the conversation. You, you've got to work towards that. The other biggest mistake that people make is they say the same thing in the same way as everybody else. So let's just take an example. Let's say we're launching a meditation retreat or we're a meditation coach or a trainer. Meditation's been around for thousands of years. You type in meditation into Google, there's probably 5 billion results that come up without exaggerating. Now, most people will say something like meditation is the key to success or meditation is the key to relieving anxiety and stress. Meditation is the key to to content, being content with life. Now, all those things are true, but if I'm scrolling through my feed and I see one of these things as my headline, I already know what this person's going to talk about because I've heard it, I read it. Now, that's not diluting and saying that I don't perceive this person as value, 
It's just, I've seen it before. So why am I going to stop if I've just seen Kevin Hart and I know the next video is Netflix or something like that to watch something I've already seen. So one of the tools that we use as an example of how we would make that meditation teacher or uh, retreat stand out is how can we completely flip it on its head? So one of the tools we use is called subverting expectations. Now we don't use it all the time, but we use it in specific use cases and it's an amazing example of pattern interruption. So if I were to use subverting expectations in this case for a meditation coach or a meditation retreat, the headline may say meditation is a scam. Now, most of the time you, you haven't heard that. It's going to kind of get you to stop whether you meditate or you don't meditate. I'm going to stop and be like, what does this person have to say? So then I'm going to dive into the story because again, I'm not talking about clickbait here. So the story needs to match. So the story may be uh, on this video, whether it's organic or an ad say, you know what? Have you ever felt like meditation has just been a, a scam? If you've been there, I feel your pain because when I first started out meditating, I thought it was a scam because I was reading all this information of like, I need to sit down and clear my thoughts. But every time I would sit down, my mind would race and I thought I was failing or I thought meditation didn't work for me. And I got so frustrated until I found this technique that turned me into a non-meditator to somebody that meditates every day. And today I want to share that with you. So what did I just do? I subverted expectations. I created that pattern interrupt. And then I told a story that matched it. And I did it in a way by relating it to my experience that most people probably have that think meditation is a scammer hasn't worked for them to build that authentic authenticity and to build that connection with them. Wow. Beautiful. So subverting expectations is definitely one of the tricks that you want to, as a listener, try and see how you could take the same dialogue and the same narrative or the content piece that you're going to get to, but try and see if you can flip it on its head sometimes to be able to get attention so you can tell your compelling story. Brendan, do you have any tips that people who are listening to this right now can use to tell a more compelling story? I really want to get to the five-part process that you have around creating hooks. But before that, just quickly, if there is something there is for telling a more compelling story, something to keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so one of the biggest ways or the biggest reasons that we have success with our storytelling is, is understanding context. So when we work with a client, we don't change their story. We don't change their message, but we change the way we contextually wrap it. So the most amount of people can really engage with it and hear it. Uh, so what does that look like? Uh, well, first you've got to understand that people perceive the world in different ways. So there's a certain uh, percentage of the population that perceives the world through thoughts and logic. So it's all about, does this make sense to me? They want to see data. They want to see facts. Then there's the biggest percentage of the population perceives the world through feelings and emotions. I think it's about 30% of the North American population so to them, it's not about data and facts. It's how is this going to make me feel? Working with this coach, how is it going to make me feel? Going on this retreat, how is it going to make me feel? Then there's another big percentage that they just care about. Is this going to be fun? Is this going to be exciting? Is this going to be an awesome experience? Then there's another percentage of, I, do I believe in this person? Do I value what this person says? What are their opinions that I really want to pay attention to? Then there's another big percentage. It's just like, they just act. 
Like if you've ever seen Tom Cruise in Mission Possible, he's not thinking, he's not feeling, he just runs. And that's the way that he goes through. So when I'm telling a story, I want to make sure that I'm constructing it in such a way that the, the, the biggest percentage of people can resonate it with it. So for example, let's go back to I am a meditation coach or I'm a meditation retreat. I may start off by saying, your meditation will increase your productivity by 90%. There's over 100 years of research that proves this. And when you start meditating with me, you're just going to feel so much better. And after meditating, you're going to have so much more fun. It's going to be exciting to live life because you're going to feel so grounded. And I firmly believe that this program is going to be right for you because I've done this with so many clients. So what did I do? As I, I talked about the data, facts, and logic, I talked about the feelings and emotions, talked about how fun it's going to be, and I shared my opinions and beliefs around it. And most people, when they're creating stories, they'll just create it from how they perceive the world. So for me, I perceive the world through thoughts and logic. So in the past, if I told a story, it would only be reaching a small percentage of the population because I would just talk about fate, data, facts, and logic. And the minute we started communicating from a broader sense and integrated this communication framework into our agency and all of our ads or social content and landing pages, it just completely exploded the way that we were able to be successful for, for us and our clients. And this is the same philosophy and principles that NASA has used, like the person that runs this communication framework for my business trained NASA in this model. Uh, Pixar uses it in all of their movies. Like Pixar is the most successful movie startup of all time. Why? Because they have writers trained in this and they create a character that speaks to each way that people perceive the world. So that's why when you sit down and watch a Pixar movie, there's this huge diverse audience. The young kids can love it. The adults can love it. The grandparents can love it because there's this diversification and how they tell their stories. Man, that's powerful. That's powerful. And that is why I invite anybody that is listening to this podcast to absolutely check out the book, Hook Point. I absolutely love the pieces that I've read of this book. And I'm going to dive into more and more of this in, in further conversations with Brendan. But Brendan, I think one of the pieces that I absolutely loved, which seems so easy to do, that I absolutely recommend everybody to of course get the book and get those pieces but it would be great if you could give some insight in your five-step process of finding a hook point absolutely so the first start the first step that we really start with especially uh, if you're doing this for the first time is study the most successful hook points that you can find and the best place to start is what are the books that you've bought what are the courses you've signed up with what are the retreats that you signed up with what billboards make you stop? What TV ads make you stop? And again, it doesn't have to be specific to your business. And then you write them down. Write down those hooks. Write down that book title or that landing page title or that course title. And then what you can do is you can start playing around with the words. And what would it look like if you swapped out uh, their product or service with yours or swapped out your their words with yours? And again, pull from a wide audience. Pull from different industries, not just the industry that you're in, because oftentimes I think it provides more uh, creativity and creative thinking to do that than to just be focused on the industry and the ecosystem that you work in. The second step is study the ones that don't work too. 
this is one of the biggest mistakes people make is they just focus on the big wins. They don't focus on what books failed, what ads failed, what landing pages failed, or what courses failed to, to attract you or billboards, things of that nature. It's just important to constantly learn from those as well. Then when you have those two steps done, then we move to the, to the third step. And this is where you start creating your own from scratch. And the exercise that I give people is imagine an editor in, in your specific niche of a, a major magazine or newspaper calls you and they say, we've given you the cover. You're the only person that's going to be on this cover. What is the headline that you want that's going to represent your brand, your product or service? And when doing this exercise, imagine your core consumer or your core customer walking down a busy street with all of the distractions, the noise, and then they pass a magazine stand and there's 30 other magazines on that stand. What is that headline that's going to make you stand out amongst those other 30 to get somebody to stop, pick up that magazine, buy it, and then read your article? Because that's the world that we live in today. Then once you have that, I don't want you to just come up with one. I want you to come up with as many as possible. Come up with 10, 15, 20. And then when you hit, you hit that creative wall, push yourself even further. Because oftentimes we feel that once you push yourself out of your comfort zone, that's when the, some of the best hooks can really come out. And then once you've come up with those lists of your originals, I want you to compare them to the, the best ones that you found in exercise one. How do they stack up? How do they match up? So that's the fourth step is, is how, does, how do your hooks match up with the best ones in the world? Do they really stand out? Do they measure up? And you can do a little fun exercise too with your friends and family of blend in your hooks with some of the most successful hooks and have them choose which ones they like. And if yours aren't still coming up to the top, then you want to revisit and just figure out where it's breaking down. Then in the fifth step is test, is go out and test them. You can do that with organic. You can do that with just talking to your customers. You can do it with ads. But the biggest thing is, are you testing? Are you learning? Are you innovating? And, and keep producing that process over and over again. Because that five-step framework is simple to follow, but it's not necessarily easy. Like it takes time. Like me and my team have been doing this for 15 years. So we have a tremendous amount of experience in doing it. And that's why we decided that that's the best way that we can serve the world is helping people create hook points and instill that process in organizations or in startups to make sure that they stand out and succeed, not just in the short term, but in the long term as well. Awesome, man. That is powerful. And I think this simple five-step process is so applicable. Like anybody can go out right now and start testing it out, right? You can look up things that you have really loved. You can look up ideas that you didn't really land with or ideas that didn't land for you. What is true to you? Being able to go out and test in the world. So thank you for that five-step process. Brendan, what are some of the things that somebody should be careful of when they are creating their hook points? Something that we should remember as we are testing these ideas or as we are developing these ideas, the common mistakes that you may see people create, or sorry, people accidentally do, knowingly or unknowingly do, because they're so caught up in the idea of getting attention. Yeah, so we covered two mistakes, which were uh, doing too much, trying to express way too much information, being too wordy, overwhelming. Number two is saying the same thing in the same way as everybody else. Now, a third common mistake that people 
uh, don't really think about is there's a big difference between what your end consumer wants versus what they really need. Now, as a coach or a trainer, we understand what our core audience really needs at, at, a, at a fundamental level, but they may not be there yet. They may not recognize that that's a need that they have. So really do your homework when you're constructing a hook of understanding what is the difference between what they're searching for, what they want, and the true need that you deliver on. Now, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm trying to change your business, but the hook may lead them into the deeper conversation because they may, may not recognize what you currently offer as something that they really fundamentally need, or but they may not be ready for it. So how do we hook them in to bring them where they want? So I'll give you an example. With my first book, One Million Followers, How I Built a Massive Social Audience in 30 Days, I was speaking to what people want. People want followers, but what I know what they need is they need the right mindset to be successful with social media. They need to understand the fundamentals of testing. They need to understand how to construct content that can be shareable. But if I started the conversation with the art of A-B testing on social platforms or the proper mindset for success in social media, it would not have had the success that it did with the concept of 1 million followers. Now, it's not like I'm misleading people. I do teach people follower growth, but I brought them in with the hook to bring them, with what, bring them to the place I really wanted to take them where they can have the biggest transformation. And I think that that's really applicable when we talk about coaches and trainers is oftentimes the audience that we're, we're trying to reach is not where we need them to be just yet. And we need to take them through that progression to get to that deeper level, to make that meaningful connection. Absolutely. And I think a very interesting point that you made, and I, I, I totally concur with that. And I've experienced that in our own marketing and, and positioning of our services is that you can't expect the person to be already at the destination where they know what they need. They know what they want. And your job as, as somebody who is going to educate, it's like, even when you create an education session, like if you go speak at a seminar, you don't say, okay, the final point that I want to make is blank. That's not how the story starts. You start by understanding, creating camaraderie between you and your audience, making sure they understand where they are, and they be able to resonate towards the idea that you're going for. And eventually you take them to the final point that actually is the point, because that is how that education really lands with the person that you're teaching. Otherwise, it's just one of the points that you made and it will just gloss over, right? So it's kind of the same thing that you're saying. You, you want to understand where they are at instead of trying to get to the point so fast and so quickly without realizing that they need to take that journey with you. They can't get to the point unless you have talked, un unless first of all, you've hooked them in. So, so they start the journey and once they've started the journey, you need to take them step-by-step, step, one step at a time to the end goal that you're taking them to. I almost see it as earning the right to market something, earning the right to take them on that journey. And, and the first place is hooking them in with fundamentally what they want. Now you can even take it a step further. You can start with what they want, bring them in and say, listen, I know you want this, but in order to get this, you need to focus over here. 
Mm. I'll get you what you want, but first we have to give you what you need in order to get what you want. So you can even flip it on its head a little bit as well. That's amazing. Now, Brennan, we can talk about hook points and growing social media following and so forth for hours at a time because I know your breadth of knowledge is so much. Here's my invitation to everybody that is listening. Go grab a copy of Hookpoint. I'm absolutely loving what Brendan talks about in this book because it is so, so, so important despite the state of business that you're in, despite the size of business you run because hook points are extremely valuable. Brendan, is there a particular place where people should look up this book? I know it's available on Amazon and all the platforms, but is there a preferred destination where you have added bonuses or something with the book? Yeah, I would go to a book dot hookpoint.com. So we have added bonuses in there, one of which is diving deeper into that storytelling technique uh, with people. And when they get the book from there, they also get invited to a free masterclass as, as well by just getting the book from there. Awesome. Thank you so much, Brendan, for taking the time and coming and talking to us about creating hook points. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Wasn't that an amazing conversation? Go over to the show notes to get a copy of Hookpoint. I think you'll love this book. I personally loved it. One of the things that we want to do at Evercoach is to be able to give you more and more empowering ideas every single week, every single day for you to be able to create real transformation out in your life. Life, work, business, your client's life, everywhere. And that is why we've created more and more platforms where you can get more insight, more education, more information that you can use as you go about building your business and building your life, your dream life. This is one of those episodes. We wanted to give it to you because this once understood, getting how to create great hook points and great anchors for people to be able to listen more of what you say is one of those key skills. I wanna invite you to go ahead and hit the subscribe button on this podcast and share it with someone that you believe will benefit from listening to conversations like these. This is just our first few episodes and we are receiving amazing ratings, but we always need more. You see, the algorithm gods love ratings and and reviews and so forth. We would love for you to go ahead and give us a five-star review on this particular podcast episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next week. I am your host, Ajit Navlaka, and every week on the Evercoach podcast, I will bring the world's best thinkers, coaches, trainers to share some of their best ideas to solve real client problems, live a prosperous life, and be an even better version of ourselves.